Baseball with the Bard. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode five of Baseball with the Bard. My name is Tyler Barr. That over there is Noah Cross. And we would like to welcome you to yet another episode of Baseball with the Bard. Uh, this week, uh, the Red Sox, oh boy, not a great start, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> what? What, Noah? What? You seem like you're ready to chop at the bit to get into this. What, what do you have to say? I mean, I don't see much wrong with what the Red Sox are doing. I, I, uh, from a Yankee standpoint, I, I think what they're doing is great uh, for us and for anyone else in the AL East. Um, I, I'm not not enjoying it. If that's what we could say, you're uh, not. I, think that not. <laughs> I, I can't say the demise of the Red Sox is is helping making me lose sleep at night. If we're being completely honest, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, no, it's great for Yankee fans, but not so great for Red Sox fans. How, is that better? Did I word it better for you that time? Much better, much better. Yeah, no, but we we will get into that as we move along here. But first, let's just talk about what's going on elsewhere in the MLB before we dive into the important teams, the Red Sox and the Yankees. Uh, so first off, we always start off with an update on how the coronavirus is affecting this year's MLB uh, season. The Reds uh, players are, are the newest addition uh, along with uh, postponing the uh, Pirates because of their positive tests uh, for COVID-19. Uh, the Reds joined the Marlins and the Cardinals with games called off because of the positive tests on their roster, creating a ripple effect through the schedule that has limited some teams to only a handful of games, one of which we saw return yesterday, the St. Louis Cardinals, who did not miss a beat. Uh, so happy to see them come back healthy um, and, and ready to play, but I mean, Manfred, you said it. If the teams don't do a better job of containing COVID-19 and more cases continue to pour in, some major changes are going to happen. So I'm curious to see what his move is here um, because holy cow, it can't keep going on like this. Um, because if it does, how are they going to justify a team like the Cardinals making the postseason when they played, what, 10 less games than other teams um, so I, I don't understand how they're going to justify that. Do you think it's kind of a mute point at this point, Noah? Um, or do you think that, uh, they should come up with some sort of alternative? I don't think there's really an alternative other than them having to make up those games. Uh, and that was the biggest thing we were talking about in the last episode was you have a lot of teams who are going to be taking their already grueling schedules and making them even harder. So how right. are you going to tell a team to play double headers, three series in a row, four series in a row to make up 10 games? That's I mean, that's true. That's a, that's a lot. And I don't know how you, I don't know how you sit back and not make them play those games. Cause if they're going to count, it's going to count or it's not going to count. I mean, there's, there's no way around it, and especially with the expanded playoffs now. It's going to make it easier if they just say, oh, we'll just nix two games or whatever. There's, there's no way around it. You have to play the games. Uh, like, there is no alternative if you ask me. So, um, I, I honestly don't think we're going to continue much further with the season. I, I can't see it lasting until a playoff. I or know. A we theory. keep saying that. This is we true. We keep but... saying that, and then it just keeps going. Mm-hmm. So what are, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I feel like I'm going to ask this every single week. What can MLB do to prove to us that they're taking better care of this? Because seeing players go down week after week with the coronavirus is, is kind of getting exhausting. And I, I, you know, I feel bad for them. 
because if they're they're having to deal with this uh, coronavirus pandemic, uh, when they just want to go out and play a game, uh, and then uh, yeah, situations like this where uh, we, they tried to call back fighting, great. You, you can say one thing uh, where players aren't allowed to fight, but as we'll talk about later, there was a specific player who said, I don't care. Uh, and there was a fight anyways. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. Um, guys just need to start taking care of themselves and thinking, uh, thinking for the health of them and their players, because man, I, I don't know if the MLB is at a point where they are going to be capable of, uh, protecting them anymore. It's too late into the season. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, and there's only a certain extent MLB can go. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Uh, so, you know, they, they can keep saying, we're going to do this. We're going to protect ourselves. We have to social distance. We have to wear masks. People are going to sit in the stands. Um, but at the same time, you have a team that, you know, like if four or five guys decide to go to a casino or four or five guys decide to go and, and have dinner somewhere, they're now putting not only their own team at risk in its entirety in their organization, but they're putting the, the, all their opponents at risk too. And that just has a chain reaction because in baseball, you play almost everybody, you know, and, and it's just going to yeah. be one of those things that just continues. So we'll see where that goes. We keep saying, I don't see it lasting until the end of the season. I'll stick to that. Um, but they do seem like they're playing more than I thought they would, especially after the first outbreak. A lot of us thought it would last no longer than a week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it is getting, it is getting to a point now, again, even though I said it last week where I think the end is near. Uh, so I hope not. I hope we're wrong, Noah. I hope oh, they can sure. get it under wraps. For sure. Um, but, I'd, love oh. to see a, I'd love to see a COVID cup. Is that, is that I'm going to refer to it? <laughs> as a, COVID cup is the, the World Series of 2020. Or, or any, would, any sport should just be the COVID cup. That would be ideal. The COVID cup. I like that. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, fingers crossed we continue. But COVID, once again, rearing its ugly face in the MLB season. Um, but... It's not the only thing keeping players down right now. A lot of injuries, a lot of injuries. IL, Acuna, Yates, Strasburg, all these guys who are big names for their teams. Uh, so I'll read the Atlanta Braves decided to place outfielder Ronald Acuna Jr. on the 10 day injured list retroactively Saturday because of the lingering wrist soreness. And they're hoping that he'll return next weekend. As we know from Aaron Boone, hoping, not always the case. Um, you know, they're going to say everything they can to keep people's hopes up, but, uh, wrist injury, not great. That's something you got to take careful. You got to be very careful with because of batting, throwing your wrist is a very important part of a baseball player. Um, and he's been relatively well, uh, doing relatively well, not the same Acuna we saw at the end of last season, but he has four home runs entering his, uh, time stint on the, uh, IL and he's hitting 258. So hit playing like an average player, not, not horrible. Um, the Padres have placed Kirby, Kirby Yates on the 10 day injured list with elbow, uh, right elbow inflammation. The team announced that his roster spot will be taken by right-handed pitcher, David Bednar, who has been recalled from the minors. Uh, last year, he was the NL leader, I believe, uh, in what was it? What did he win? Uh, save leader. Yes. He had the most saves in the yeah. NL. So, uh, absolute tragic loss for the Padres. And uh, if you remember from episode one, I would say in the Padres, uh, they got a shot at it this year. Um, but that is a massive dent. Uh, how do you think that's going to affect them? 
I mean, that's a big arm that goes down. I had Kirby Yates in my fantasy team um, for years, uh, knowing that he, you know he's a solid guy. He gets a lot of strikeouts, and he makes big outs in big situations. So it's definitely a big loss. I wouldn't say that you jinx the Padres, and if they don't win, it's your fault because they are the Padres. Um, yeah, well, right. <laughs> all in all, it's a, it's, it is a giant L to take if you're the Padres right now. Definitely something you don't want to see in a shortened season, too, because every game matters in a 60-game season. I mean, that's nothing. So if a guy misses yeah. five games, six games, that's huge. Um, if, you know, if you look at the 10-day IL is the shortest amount that people can be on. Uh, or short, I'm sorry, the shortest amount of time people can be on the injured list. I mean, 10 games is a lot. Yeah, that's a long time, especially for a season like this. Um 10 games what is that equivalent of that's got to be close to uh, what 30 games in the regular season it is, it is um one of 30 yeah it's like 30 and a third or something like that um so brutal um but uh i, I posted a stat in our in our group chat i'm not sure if you saw he he really wasn't having a great start to this season he had a post era of 12 and a half yeah and that's that's only through four and a third Mm-hmm. Uh, so, now, really not doing all that hot that makes me want to pose a question though tyler i i honestly in my opinion i would say yes do you think that the re the reboot of the season so they went from spring training to dead stop to now a reboot of spring training and now they're playing the ball do you think that affected pitchers i i, I think it would affect pitchers more than offensive players and, and, yeah absolutely and like, 100%. So yeah. it, it's it's a, a horrible that they didn't get to have all that warm up. I mean, I I get why. I get why they didn't have all that time that they usually do. Um, so brutal, brutal loss to have to uh, lose those days to get ready for the season, and it's definitely affecting pitching. As we've seen, there are a lot of pitchers who are usually hot, 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 who are not starting off uh, the season how they would want to start off the season. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and let's see. We also had the one that we will cover a little bit more going into the Yankees uh, segment, but the big loss, the mm. biggest loss in my opinion over the last week is Aaron judge is being placed on the injured list with a calf strain. He had yeah. nine homers entering the day he was taken to the IL batting 290, and he's eligible to be activated next Saturday. And the Yankees assume are saying that they are optimistic that it will be a short term issue. Well, Aaron Boone, I don't believe you. <laughs> it's when they say everything what is the movie uh 2020 when they say everything's fine that's when you panic um that is how i feel about aaron judge <laughs> no for sure and that, that's one thing I, we'll dive more into aaron judge in the yankee segment but it's definitely not assuring to see all these injuries um coming from all sorts of teams this year. Uh, obviously, there's some repeat offenders in the likes of Judge and, and other players sure. that are going back to the IL who had long stints last year and long stints every year in their career or, or short stints uh, and the like there. So let's get back to uh, the segment I'm going to enjoy of hearing you. Uh, about you know what? Like, we could just talk about Judge being hurt for a little bit longer. And, you know, uh, yeah. no, you sure? You sure you don't want to? It's Here's fine. Why. I'm going to give a little sneak peek of the Yankees segment. You know why I don't care about talking about Judge right away? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So you can talk about the Red Sox, and I'll talk about how we overcome. <laughs> Fine. Uh, so going into last night, the Sox were on a four-game skid, which is now a five-game skid. Uh, absolutely brutal. I just – oh. 
And, and you know what? It was the Yankees, so I wasn't expecting the Sox to come in and, you know, play play the Yankees hard at Yankee Stadium. Uh, but it still hurts. There's absolutely no consistent pitching except Evaldi, who even him, um, yeah, he's not – he's not at the place where he was in the 2018 season. Um, so it's, it's, it's just a brutal season. Um, and this is feeling, even though the Sox did all right in 2011, I'm already feeling that heartbreak of game 162. Uh, and it's, it's coming before the halfway point of the season. Um, <laughs> so it's really, it's really hurting so far, uh, being a Sox fan watching this season. Um, I'd say our only major bright spot right now uh, is is Bradley, who's a free agent at the end of the year. Um, so Bradley's D, like I said last week, Bradley's defense alone would absolutely decimate anyone if that was what consent, contended us with the World Series. That would be perfect. Hey, if we're playing a defensive World Series, our outfield's got that. That's That's it. We got... Kevin Pillar and Jackie Bradley Jr. Winners, game, set, match. Especially with Lorenzo Cain being gone. We're, we got it. It's a shoe-in. <laughs> um, I just, I don't know, Noah. What do you, what do you think the, the sitting issue right now? If you had to point your finger at one thing for the Red Sox, what is it? Pitching. Just pitching? Harding pitching. That's it. That's it. Listen, you have guys like Vasquez. You have guys like Bradley. You have guys who can swing the bat well. When you look at a starting pitcher in the likes of the jersey I'm wearing, my brand new jersey, which we'll get to later, Garrett Cole, you have a pitcher. You're, the starting pitcher is supposed to set the tempo for the game. Yes, you can have a guy who pops a homer in the first inning and gives a little bit of a good pace there. When you look at the starting pitching for the Red Sox, as we talked about before, it is so drastically different from 2018 that it is making them suffer and making them suffer hard. Yeah. But you have guys like Vasquez, guys like Bradley, who are abs- who are doing bad. You have Xavier Bogarts. Bogarts is all over the ball. He was all over the ball last night, and yet the yeah. Red Sox couldn't keep themselves in the game because of their pitching. No, that is that is you're making good points, but the bats are not where they should be. Bogarts is doing well comparatively to everyone else, yes, um, but is he the you're same not, Bogarts we've seen? You're not going to score a hundred runs a game. No, if, if, if you can't go we're out. not the 2018 Red Sox. Look at look at the the Yankees and the Rays when they played last Sunday. Okay, the final score was four to three. Four to three. Why did the Rays win that game? Their pitching kept them in it. The Yankees right. couldn't get a lot of runs. The Rays couldn't get a lot of runs. They had a couple big hits and a couple small Not moments, sure. and that won them the game. You have to have pitching. If you don't have pitching, especially starting pitching, which is that's what their biggest issue is. All they have left is Evaldi. That's going to make you suffer the entire season because when you have a, a day where you can only pop a couple solo home runs, you're going to lose. Right. Yeah, no, the, the batting is inconsistent uh, as well. I wouldn't put it strictly on the pitching. Yes, the pitching is our, our biggest reason, 100%. Um, so you're right in that aspect. Um, but the bat, bats are not all there as well. The bats really need to become a little bit more consistent. Um, but I, I made a point in our, our pregame uh, talks by saying that for better or worse, Verdugo is now the right fielder of, uh, and of the future, and he's already setting off settling in pretty well as the leadoff hitter for the Red Sox. He's got two home runs in as many games uh, and they're not little dinky home runs either. He's smoking the ball. Um, So I'm hoping Verdugo maybe can, uh, he's a passionate, passionate player. Like 
the, the Sox were losing uh, a game a few weeks ago, and he got called out on strikes by, like, we were losing by a large margin, and he almost got thrown out of the game. I'm like, well, bye. Verdugo, <laughs> settle down. I don't think I've seen a Red Sox player as fiery as Verdugo in a while. Usually, most of the players on the Red Sox, like Mookie Betts, Xander Bogarts, Jack Bradley, Andrew Benatendi, Brock Holt, they're all very mild, mild-mannered. That's what the Sox are used to. Oh boy, Verdugo is a massive uh, change of pace. And unfortunately, not much to talk about for the Red Sox right now besides their, their losing ways. But I, w- I read an article earlier, and it had a very good point. And it said, at the very least, whenever the game is on Nesson, there's a good chance that Dennis Eckersley will say something absurd and funny at least a couple times through the evening. So we always have that to look forward to. <laughs> Dennis Eckersley is one of my favorite commentators that comes through Nesson. Uh, so it is always a fun time when we can hear Eck make fun of the Red Sox as much as a Yankee fan would. Uh, so yeah. it's, it's, it's an entertaining time to be a Yankee fan for sure. So uh, Noah, I will hand you the baton and you can lead the way into the Yankee segment. Absolutely. So, I mean, the New York Yankees, unlike the Red Sox, as we saw, the Sox are on a five-game skid. Yankees are on a five-game streak. Uh, as you see there, Clint Frazier is embodying the charisma and the, what it takes to have that next man up mentality with the injuries that are coming our way. It seems the injury bug cannot stay away from the Yankees, which is a thing that we've been seeing in the last two seasons. Last season was the worst of it. Uh, this season does not seem like it's getting better because we still have our big-time names, big-time players going onto the I.L., But let's start off with some pitching very quickly as our newest acquisition, Garrett Cole, making his debut in pinstripes, is continuing to dazzle, as I wrote here. Continuing to dazzle. Garrett, oh, oh, look at him. Look at him. Look at that jersey. Look at that. I got my nice Nike jersey here with my Garrett Cole brand spanking new wearing that. Garrett Cole is wearing your shirt. We we go way back. We go way back. Garrett Cole, I I, I told him he could wear whatever he wants. Gotcha, Uh, gotcha. (laughs) Yes, Garrett, Garrett Cole is um, – he posts his 20th straight win, as you see there. He's p- pitched this season 29.1 innings, which is the most out of any Yankee starter. That starting pitching is definitely carrying the rotation here in the likes of Cole with a 2-7 ERA and a 4-0 and record, as Garrett Cole is definitely helping the Yankees out a lot. And with the injuries that we're going to discuss now coming up, it's good to see a guy like Garrett Cole helping us to stay in a winning position. He's giving us a chance to win the game. You know, you're not going to – you don't need to worry about hitting 10 home runs like the New York Yankees. Yankees love to do the Yankees can just hit three or four and call it a day because they know Cole's going to keep the lead within reach um, if you see Jaron Judge here as we've talked about before is on the aisle with a calf strain before his stint on the aisle he put up a 290 average with 20 RBIs and uh, nine home runs um, and Tyler here's my question here is we see Aaron Judge this is now his third season in pinstripes and his third season making a stint on the injured list can Aaron Judge stay healthy for a full season it doesn't seem so, huh? Uh, I mean, this guy is just plagued with it. Um, he's got what I call Jacoby Ellsbury-itis, um, a, an outfielder who is made of uh, glass bones and paper skin who just can't stay healthy. Um, I, and the calf strain, I'm hoping it's minor because I, I never like to see a player go out, especially a player to the caliber of Aaron Judge, who uh, is – we've been to many a game together – Aaron Judge is worth the price of admission alone. Mm. Um, he, he is someone who is very exciting to watch, uh, especially with uh, the seats that we'll be hopefully watching him from next year. 
uh, (laughs) in the 2021 season. Um, Yeah, he is very, very injury prone. Um, And I just, I don't know what they're going to have to do to make this guy uh, less injury prone. Mm. It's just an absolute plague on his career. (laughs) No, for sure. I'm laughing at the comment that came up. Um, Judge and Stanton being the same person. That's a, that's an ouch right there. (laughs) That's rude to Aaron judge. That's a big ouch, but Hey, uh, (laughs) I agree with you, Tyler. I don't know what the Yankees are going to have to do to keep their team healthy, especially their big time players like the Aaron judges, like Giancarlo Stanton's. Uh, And it stinks to see judge in that position season after season after season, especially with the hot start that he had this year. It didn't seem like he was having any discomfort or in any pain because he was flapping the ball over the place. He was making tremendous plays. Um, But with that being said, Stanton is out as well as we covered last week. It doesn't seem like the Yankees are going to slow down anytime soon. As we saw last season with the baby boomer season or the baby bomber season, as they called it, where they had all of basically a triple A team that they were throwing out there. And you have guys like Sanchez that you see on your screen. Now Uh, we'll start off here. Gio Urshela is now batting in the number four hole. What do you think of that? Oh, what a weird thing you just said. (laughs) (laughs) What a strange, that's like when Jose Altuve batted clean up for a while. It's like, I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. that's unacceptable. Um, But no, it's not unacceptable. Gio Urshela batting clean up with a 271 average and a uh, 492 slugging percentage with Mm -hmm. three home runs, one of which was a grand slam. Yep. Uh, No, I think he's right where he belongs. Yeah, and it's cool to see a guy like Gio who wouldn't even have, who knows if he would have been in this position if he didn't get to play last year because we lost Andujar and we lost so many people on the left side of the infield. So it's cool to see Gio in a big spot uh, batting in the four hole. And as you said, he had that big grand slam. Gio comes through with men on base, so it makes sense to have him in the number four hole where you more than likely bat with a lot of people on base. Right. You want to have him there to drive in those runs. Clint Frazier is embodying the next man up mentality again this year as he gets the call, and he is absolutely going out there and taking names. We know last season uh, it was a question on whether or not Clint Frazier's fielding was going to be up to par on whether he was going to be able to live up to the Aaron Judges and the Aaron Hicks, but it seems this season he's definitely improved in the outfield. Uh, He made a few great diving catches the other day, and his bat is definitely embodying the one of a New York Yankee. He's 7-11 with three doubles, eight RBIs, and two dingers, as we will call them today. Uh, What do you think of Clint Frazier's newest show of power here as he's coming up, uh, getting the call, and really filling in big shoes? Well, personal, personally, I hate it. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> Clint Frazier is absolutely showing up when he needs to. Um, this is a guy who understands when you get the call to fill in, it is time to show up. Um, don't keep that bat on the shoulder. I'd rather see you go down swinging than let, let a ball go past you. Find a way to get on base. Um, he, you said he's, uh, what, seven for 11 right now in his at-bats. Uh, three doubles, eight RBIs, and two dingers, as we coined them earlier in the segment. Um, so he is killing it. Uh, and I, I like to see it out of the young guys. Uh, it's not easy to come into New York. I mean, the atmosphere is a little different. It's not as uh, intimidating because you don't have fans booing you when you uh, strike out. Uh, so he's probably doing all right, not having the pressure of the uh, Yankee faithful in the seats. That's probably a big component as to why he may be doing better because as Giancarlo Stanton found out, it's very difficult to uh, play in New York without getting booed by your own fans. 
<laughs> guilty, guilty. Um, yeah, dude. although he kind of deserved it. It was what his first week in the in a Yankee uniform, and he struck out yeah. five times in a game. So, yeah. I didn't boo him then. I didn't boo him then. I actually, I don't think I've ever booed Clint Frazier, for being completely honest. I actually am a fan of Frazier. Um, his work in the outfield that was definitely worrying, right? And seeing yeah, oh yeah, drop fly balls. Uh, that's not something you want to see in a major league level. Uh, but I'm gonna quickly go through the next couple names here. Mike Talkman is hitting an impressive 430, uh, I'm sorry, 343 average there and keeping the outfield power alive. I love Mike Talkman. I'd love to see him in the lineup every day. I don't understand why he's not hitting higher in the lineup. Guys like him and Mike Ford, especially to break up that uh, that righty-heavy lineup that the Yankees have, and I, it kind of confuses me all the time of what Aaron, what goes through Aaron Boone's mind. When that might be a pride card. thing. I mean, maybe. Like the fact that Judge hits second, in, in this lineup and, and when he was here and he didn't hit right in front of Stanton just doesn't make sense to me either. Like Glaber is, is, was hitting uh, in a three hole for a while and he was on a huge kid. They finally moved him to the five hole, which made perfect sense. It seems Sanchez has found the power with Stanton, with Stanton and judge down. It's good to see him. Uh, he now has three home runs in the season and five RBIs and, and Sanchez had a bomb of a home run the other day, Tyler. Did you? Yeah, he did. You, yeah. I mean, he smacked the hell out of that thing. And that's one that thing. That was uh, ridiculous ridiculous how hard he hit that ball i was like no okay it's gone yeah he absolutely smacked the hell out of that so it's good to see sanchez uh just popping homers you know and, and doing what the yankees um doing what the yankees like to do and that's hit a lot of home runs another guy that has always been a huge uh strong point for the yankees is dj lemayhew with a 411 average two home runs and on base percentage of 456 so with him now uh, I don't, I don't yeah but wait know. just a minute yeah, last night, uh, it seems the Yankees injury bug has struck again. DJ LeMayhew might be heading to the IL, as he stated that um, – let's, let's regress here. Back in 2018, when DJ was playing with the Rockies, he broke his yes. thumb. He's been wearing a protective guard on his thumb inside of his playing glove uh, when he's in the infield to protect that old injury. DJ described the new injury to his thumb as similar feeling to the last time he had thumb issues. Aaron Boone said that DJ was having an x-ray done, which came back negative. However, he still needs to have a CT scan and MRI to get the all clear. But Boone feels that DJ is, quote, heading to the IL along with Stanton and Judge. Um, that's a big loss. Uh, I, I'm going to be honest. We've seen this before with the Yankees and losing a lot of big time names. I'm not too concerned of losing LeMahieu. I think Tyler Wade would be a strong second baseman to be able to fill in a little bit and play that lead off role as a lead off hitter. Wade has wheels. I don't think he's going to get as many singles or doubles as LeMahieu would. I think um, Wade can put the ball in play and simply beat out a ball to first base. So what do, yeah. you, what do you think of, uh, of that, Tyler? I don't know if you're too familiar with Tyler Wade there, but what do you think of his, not, his being able to take over for LeMahieu? Not overly familiar with Tyler Wade. I've, I've seen his work in the past season uh, of what he can do when guys go out. Um, but I'd rather focus in on the fact that DJ LeMahieu going down is a major morale killer for the Yankees. Granted, so was Judge, but the boys are used to Judge being hurt. When you lose a guy like DJ LeMayhew, it's like, uh-oh, he's kind of been the leader of that of the pack right now. I think he's second. He's either first or second in the entire majors right now. Um, excuse me, for batting average. <laughs> I believe he's only behind uh, Charlie Blackman. Correct, yeah. Um, 
So Charlie Blackman, imagine Charlie Blackman going down in that Colorado Rockies lineup right now. Mm. That is how I equivalent um, this right now. Um, So it's definitely painful. Um, But as the Yankees have showed for the last three seasons, next man up. Um, And their their farm system uh, that has, I don't know, you grew up a Yankee fan, you know, for your entire life, people said the Yankees will never be good because they don't focus or good again because they don't focus on their farm. But now their farm is one of the most feared farm systems in the MLB. I feel like, you, you know, you and I are both gamers. Uh, either one of us could play as the Trenton Thunder and potentially beat the worst uh, MLB team. For sure. um, so for sure. it's it's exciting to see uh, a, a team focus in on their minor minor leaguers like this, um, but yeah, I definitely think this one weighs a little bit heavier than losing Judge and Stanton. Yeah, absolutely, and I, I do agree there with Lemayhew in that leadoff spot. It's definitely getting uh, runners on base early to give chances to the guys like the Gio Rochellas, like the Gary Sanchez's, to continue the Clint Frazier's to continue to hit those home runs and bring those runs in, or rip those doubles and doubles and bring those runs in. Uh, with that being said, I want to jump quickly to a quick uh, just talk about James Paxson here. I know I'm going a little out of order. I'm sorry. But James Paxson had a great start last Sunday against the Rays. He actually showed a little bit of true form from what he was doing yeah, in, that. in that 10-game stretch. I was not happy, however, with the decision to leave him in the game because um, in the sixth inning – I'm sorry, seventh inning, Paxson gave up a two-run home run, which would put the Rays within one run of tying the game – and Boone chose to leave Paxton in in the seventh, just giving up a two-run homer with one out. Here's my thing. I understand he was pitching very well that day. I understand you're trying to save your bullpen. However, you had the day off the next day. You have the best bullpen in the game. I don't care who pitched the day before. Paxton had the worst two starts that I've seen a pitcher have in a long right. time. And you're going to leave him in? I'm thinking, honestly, when that happened, do you know what I honestly thought? You know what I related that to? Last season in the uh, National League Division Series, when Dave Robert left Clayton Kershaw in the game after he gave up a booming home run. And you know who came up right after that booming home run by Rendon? Freaking Juan Soto. You're going to leave him in after that two-run shot, and you're within one run, and you have the best bullpen in the game, and you have the day off the next day. You know what, though? A little less gravity here. A little bit less gravity in this situation, Noah. So that might be, may have not played a big component into his thinking. I agree with that, and I was going to say that the show is not a it's not a, a division series, it's not a playoff game, it's not the World Series. However, if you have a guy like James Paxton who had such a great skid last year, last season, ten games in a row to end the season, and then he has the worst start to possibly his career in his first two games, can't even get out of the third inning in his first two games. He finally dazzles, has 11 strikeouts through seven innings, gives up a two-run home run, which puts you within one. You have a chance to give that guy the first win on the season, and you're going to leave him in there to fluster. And then what Right, happened? yeah, no. Oh, irresponsible. And you take him out of the game. It's Yeah, irresponsible is, is exactly that. And that thing, that to me, just doesn't make any sense, especially when you have the day off the next day. Like, if they had a five-game set leading up to that, try and, try and see if your starter can finish the seventh. I'll give you that. But you don't. You didn't need to do that. No, I'm sorry. They ended up winning that game, though, didn't they not? No, no. They lost via walk-off. Oh, that's right. That was the walk-off game. That was the walk-off game. And honestly, you know, that's that's insane. That hurts because in baseball, we always say it takes it just takes one moment. Anything can happen. 
Um, so that was the moment, I guess. Yeah, you're right. That was the moment. All it takes is one little spot and you ruin the whole game. And Paxton now leaves the mound with a no, best he could do was a no decision. Thankfully he didn't take the loss. Thankfully, after having that yeah. amazing start, but after you, after a guy goes out there and strikes out 11 and in seven innings and keeps your team in the game, he gives up one, two run Homer. All it takes is one. And then exactly. And they had the day off on Thursday too. It doesn't make sense. It's irresponsible. So it is irresponsible, but you know, you know what? I, I hate to say it. I hate to say it because we've given, I, as a Red Sox fan have given Boone so much black ever since 2003 when Aaron Boone has sent the Yankees to the world series. Um, I hate the guy personally, but um, Aaron Boone is a good manager and he's oh, done a sure. good job for the Yankees, but he has these moments and it feels like we always focus on these moments, but the guy has two seasons in a row where he's got you a hundred wins. So I get it. We got to mention it. Let's take it a little easy on the guy, shall we? Okay. okay. I, coming from a coming from a Red Sox fan, fine. <laughs> fine. I will. I will regress. But it's just those moments. And as you said, they, but here, my thing is, they just keep happening. Like they yeah. happen in the postseason. It's just weird things. And then it's just like, why? Like, uh, yeah. Why? I feel uh, like the only person I haven't attacked so far this season is Rob Renicky. Um, and I, cause I feel like it's not actually his fault. I feel like he was handed a team that's in the midst of a cheating scandal. And he was like, they were like, here, do something with, it. Oh, Joe, if you don't take that picture down, Joe, leave we, that are picture gonna right have, there. we are going to have, you leave that major, picture right major there. Problem. Uh, for people who, who just listen to us on Spotify or whatever podcast streaming service you listen to, um, our producer, Joe Aguirre, just decided <laughs> to put the picture of Aaron freaking Boone hitting the walk-off home run against Tim Wakefield in the bottom of the 10th, I believe? Yes. Be best moment in <laughs> Boone family history. <laughs> <laughs> This is wrong. Oh this is God. bullying. I'm already in a hole. Why are you making it deeper? It, it, you're hurting me. You're just filling the hole in with more dirt now. I'm oh, <laughs> the man's already dead. You're beating a dead horse. Um, yeah. So the Red Sox, uh, not off to a great start. The Yankees off to an incredible start. Um, so I, I mean, it's going as well as we predicted at the beginning of this, uh, endeavor, Noah, we, no one, no one had the Red Sox, uh, doing well this season. We did though, say the Yankees, you predicted the Yankees win the world series this year. I predicted the Rays win the world series this year. Both teams right now are doing well. Uh, so I, I would like to see the Rays continue to surge a little bit so I can have at least something to hold over your head. Um, and I would like to see the Padres pick it up so I can have that to hold over your head as well. Um, going into next week, what are you looking forward to, Noah? Ugh. I'm honestly looking forward to Paxton having another start. I'm a big Paxton fan. Uh, I'm a believer that he could actually help us out and he could be a solid number two punch in the Yankee starting rotation. I really hope he can get his form back from last year. So I'm really looking forward to him having strong starts. Uh, I'm pretty sure he starts tonight, actually. Actually, no, he started the other night. Uh, I'm looking forward to his next couple games here. Here, I'm going to look and see if Paxton's next. Yeah, I, I believe he starts in two games from now because we, we face them and the Red Sox face them. And we almost got him. 
Almost, almost. Yeah, he should be starting. Actually, his, his next side will be against the Rays again. So we can see if he has another strong showing there. Uh, so I'm hoping he can pull it out and get back to that form he had at the end of the season last summer. Because as I said, if, if he can get going, and, yes, exactly. If he can get going and we can keep Garrett Cole on the rate he's he's heading, the Yankees are going to have a solid one and two. And Tanaka seems, it seems okay as well. So I'm interested to hopefully see Paxson pick it up. And I'm hoping to God that we can get at least Judge and LeMahieu back and stand hopefully down the road. So when it comes to the Sox, I just I just hope they can figure something out when it comes to pitching. Their their pitching has been absolutely atrocious. Maybe switch it up. It's like every every team we face, the batter knows exactly what's coming. Um, and I promise they're not using trash cans in the dugout. They are just absolutely reading all of Boston's uh, pitchers, and it's uh, absolute pain to watch. Uh, Seventeen to five. Not, not great. That's a horrible loss. So, um, Red Sox, uh, I love you, but let's uh, let's pull it together a little bit, shall we? For um, sure. So, unfortunately, a tough week for Red Sox fans. A great week for Yankee fans. Um, but this has been your episode five of baseball with a bar. We thank you for joining us. Um, if we could get your attention for a quick moment, we'd like to thank Clovercrest media and Joe Aguirre for allowing us to do our podcast with them. The baseball with the bard and the cross of wrestling entertainment podcast, which is coming to you at 12 o'clock. Um, if you are looking to do a podcast, please reach out to one of us or reach out to Joe Aguirre and Clovercrest media will get you up and running in the direction that you need to go to put your content out for the people who want to hear from you for baseball with the bard. I'm Tyler Bard. And that is Noah cross. Thank you so much. And we will see you next time. Baseball with the bar.